rock bottom is not a bad place. It's actually a new beginning. And, and I wholeheartedly believe that. So you can, you got to look at what's the lesson in this and what's the opportunity. You may not make sense right now, but it will later. Welcome to another episode of Right of Your Life, where life happens and life storytelling transforms it. Our show is brought to you by lifestorytelling.com. And guess what? You don't have to be a writer to write your life stories. Lifestorytelling.com will teach you how. If you've been through hell and lived to tell about it, or your family skeletons are poking out of the closet, you'll want to check it out at lifestorytelling.com. I'm excited to bring to you a guest today that has an amazing story to tell. Natalie Jill helps people across the globe reach their health and fitness goals. As a licensed master sports nutritionist and functional fitness trainer, Natalie has helped millions of people worldwide get in shape and be their best selves. Natalie brings out the best in everybody she works with and helps them get results. But Natalie has been through her own transformation. She has shared her amazing comeback story on Facebook, her blog, and on stage. When you listen to her story, you will be inspired to be your best self. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for being here today. Sure. Thanks for having me. You have an amazing story to tell. First of all, tell us about your success. I've discovered you through Shalene Johnson's program, and I'm a part of your Pinfinity group, which I absolutely love. It's really exciting. But tell us about all the successes in your life first. Sure. It's, it's funny. I don't really think of myself as somebody that's ultra successful. I just feel that I'm somebody that is fortunate enough to live the life that I want now and share with others how to how they can empower themselves to do the same. You know, everyone defines success differently. You know, so many people put it in just as the, you know, the job title and the the income. And I don't even look at myself that way. I just feel to me success is if you are able to live a life that you design and you can spend your time how you want and it can help others. And that I feel I am doing right now. Fabulous. Thank you so much for doing that because you are helping millions of people. But there was a time in your life, a really, really low point in your life where you didn't know how things were going to turn out. Just a very tough time in your life. Tell us a little bit about how that came about and what that looked like. Sure. Well, I was the person that was working in corporate America, living the what people a lot of people would say was the American dream. You know, I was the married and the the nice, cute neighborhood and the two dogs and pregnant with my first daughter. And I had what looked like this perfect life. And I was living the life that I always thought I had wanted. And what happened was I had spent so much time all these years trying to live this dream that I thought I was supposed to have and be this person I thought I was supposed to be that I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on. And what happened was what's happened to so many others where I got out of control financially. And and I say that not as an irresponsible thing as I was just frivolously spending. I just, I was biting off more than I could chew. Mm -hmm. You know, it started with, with smaller things and then it escalated to, you know, buying a house that I thought we'd be fine in and just spending more, doing more, trying to keep up with the Joneses sort of thing. It happens. Yeah, exactly. And this was at a time when the housing market was going up, you know, stock market was growing and everyone was thinking, you know, you got to be in the housing market, you got to do this. And I'm thinking I'm doing everything right. And 
then everything changed. Um, the housing market crashed. The stock market crashed. I was now finding myself getting a divorce, a lot of fighting going on. And we had been best friends and that wasn't that anymore. We both agreed that a divorce was was going to be something that was important. And then being a new single mom and having to figure out how am I going to have this corporate job while I travel all the time and have to be a single mom now. So I had to leave that safety cushion of my cush job and take a voluntary demotion just so I could be around for my daughter. Right. So financially, I started to spiral out of control. And then my self-esteem, gaining a lot of weight when I was pregnant, I started hitting this really lonely, um, depressed spot. And, you know, and I, and I felt guilty for it. I thought, gosh, nobody would understand this. They would think, what are you complaining about? And, you know, you have it good. And I, and I felt really alone with that because I thought, gosh, really, I don't, I don't have a right to be depressed. <laughs> you know, that's how I felt. <laughs> right, right. And, but I was. And um, I really truly hit rock bottom when I, I had been so self-righteous my whole life as far as not having credit card debt and thinking everybody could have a good high paying job and just being naive to that. And then all of a sudden not being able to pay my own bills or mortgage and having my credit cards decline, I, I couldn't believe I was even in this spot. And it was just a really big reality check for, wow, you know, I, gosh, I certainly judged people before and here I am you know, becoming all these things that I used to look down on. Right. And it can happen to anybody. It can right? truly happen to anybody. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what you are right now, what you think you know. It's Even now I meet new people sometimes and they say, well, gosh, that would never happen to me. I would never let that happen to me. Well, I would have mm. said that too. It, You know, exactly. life changes, things happen. Nobody can guarantee their marriage is going to last forever. No one can guarantee their house is not going to have issues. It's not going to, there, there's no guarantees. Absolutely. And it's about, truly figuring out who you are and, and how you get through those things and not just being entitled and saying, you know, well, I'm better than others and I, and I, <laughs> this won't happen to me because it's just not true. Right. Tell me about, there's one particular time when you went to the gas station mm -hmm. that, that was like the absolute low point. Tell, yeah, tell me about that. That was my, my lowest point. It was the day that I had been walking my dogs and I was Definitely. I remember this because I was crying while I was walking and I was thinking, gosh, anyone who would see me right now would think I have this perfect life. And I'm walking these two dogs and I, you know, I knew my, just I'm thinking anyone that looks at me in this neighborhood would think she has a perfect life. And I remember just feeling so sad, like they have no idea what I'm going through inside. Mm -hmm. And I caught this glimpse of myself just really out of shape. And it was the first time I, I just saw, didn't even recognize who I was. And I remember I went home, I went to the, I went to go run some errands, I went to the gas station and I went to put my credit card in the machine to pump gas and it was declined. And that had never happened to me in my life. And I'll, mm. I'll never forget because it was an American Express and I had always paid it in full. I'd never been late ever, ever, ever. And they declined it. And I called them from my car and said, you know, why is my credit card declined? I've never been late. And they said, well, you know, you, your credit says you owe $1.4 million. Oh. <laughs> and I just thought, oh. Oh my God, I couldn't even breathe. And, I, and I, I was, I was thinking how it was, it was just so ironic to me. Here I am not being able to put gas in my car. I don't have a credit card, but I have $1.4 million in debt. I didn't even understand how this happened to me. Right. Right. So it was just this complete low point of, wow, I'm really alone and depressed right now. I don't, <laughs> how did I even get here? How did this even happen? I think a lot of people can relate. I had my own really low point. At one point, I had like $4 to my name until payday. I mean, absolutely, that's it. And I had to make a choice. Do I put gas in my car mm -hmm. and go to work the next day? Or do I walk to work and go get 
milk for my newborn daughter. Yeah. And, and you, you have to make those decisions. And it's crazy because I felt like anyone would look at me. Here I am and, and it was in a nice car. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm dressed nice. Mm-hmm. I have this job that pays very well and I'm in this situation. Like, how did that even happen? Right. And it wasn't, it was just bad decisions that I had made. Yeah. And it was, and I had to fix it. So that was a turning point. And what did you start doing after that? Because you live the life that you want and you're happy and you're healthy and you're fit and you're helping so many other people. How did you get from that low point to where you are now? You know, it's it sort of happened by accident, but this is my advice I would tell anybody now. I spent my whole life pretending to be somebody. I spent my whole life trying to fit in, have the job that I was supposed to have, you know, be the perfect, you know, perfect employee, be the perfect friend. Like every, I just had to be this pretend person. And it wasn't until I really was became real. It sounds so funny, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until I was really real and vulnerable and admitted I wasn't perfect and asked for help just started being me that my life started to fall into place. I feel like it was all big, a big, great lesson for me because in that dark hour when I was so depressed and I made a vision board of what would I love my life to be like, I just sort of decided just to move in that direction and be me. And it sounds so funny, but I think so many people get lost in who they actually are and what their interests are. And they're so worried about what other people are going to think or very true, you know, what I'm supposed to be, or I'm going to disappoint somebody. And I just, I just let all that go really because I didn't have a choice. I was so down. I didn't have a choice. Right. And then you started sharing some things through a blog, mm-hmm. a little bit down the road, pieces of yourself. How did that? Um- yeah, I started with Facebook actually. And Facebook was, was newer. It wasn't as popular as it is now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I had a few hundred acquaintances on Facebook and friends. And I started just sharing a little bit more of my day. Like this is now it's sort of the butt of jokes, people that share their food on Facebook. But right, <laughs> right then I was probably one of the first. On the leading and I, edge. You know, I started sharing what, and I called, I had an album I called What I Eat. And I would sh- I would share what I'm eating, and what was funny is people were interested. They said, what, "What? How are you eating this? Or what are you eating that?" And then that sort of gravitated into me sharing what I'm doing for my workout. Or it, w- it was sort of my way of getting support and connecting with people. It was doing it for me, really, initially. But what I found was so many other people connected with me that way and were interested and were asking questions and sharing their stories. And I I sort of developed this community on my. Facebook page and people started asking me for recipes and well, how did you do this? And I wasn't even looking at it as a career or a job. I just was sharing what I was actually really doing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to sell anything. I wasn't trying to pretend to be anyone. I was just sharing what I was doing. And that's being authentic. And you've carried that all the way through. You know, I always say when in doubt, just tell the truth. Yes. And it makes me not nervous about anything because I know if I just tell the truth, what's going on in my head, you can't go wrong. It's it's your truth. Right. Um, and I've really lived that. You know, I used to incorporate America. I remember I, I would have a, I'd be presenting to a group and I would work for days on my perfect intro and how I'm going to transition my slides. And, you know, it was just like this perfect canned presentation. And I don't do that anymore. I go out and I say what's on my mind. <laughs> I mean, I know where I'm going with my talk, but I just, if I'm feeling nervous, I say, hey guys, I'm feeling nervous right now. I just tell what's on my mind and that's real. Gosh, that's so- You know, people appreciate that. And I feel like a huge weight has been lifted from me because I am being me. Absolutely. Was it embarrassing though at first to share your story when you first started sharing, you know, here's what's happened to me and I didn't just magically get here. I went through some bad stuff. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely, 
I, I shared it authentically initially on my Facebook and I wasn't embarrassed because I just didn't care right then. Mm-hmm. However, when I changed things into a business, it was funny how I started to go back to old habits. Right. Of I have to be this perfect person and I have to look polished and this and that. And it was really interesting because I had launched our business. We were growing, we were selling. And all of a sudden we had this year where we were not really growing. Sales were going down. Our, my following had sort of kind of stagnated. And I finally had this epiphany of that was why. That people connected with me initially for being me and authentic. And now I'm trying to be what I think people want me to be. And that's not going to work. Right. Absolutely. And I, and I reversed it back and you know, that reflected. And, and I had a lot of great mentors that came into my life, like my friend, Shalene Johnson, who has been hugely inspirational in that. I mean, she, when, when I met her, she was so interested in my story and she really encouraged me to share that more. And it felt so funny initially, but it, it's almost addictive once you start doing it because you realize <laughs> how helpful it is to others. Well, it's fr- very freeing to be able to share because you start to realize how many people have the same issues that you have or had. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I always said there's a difference between the person that you say, hey, how are you doing? And they say, oh, you know, life is horrible. My cat died. My, you know, husband mm-hmm. left me. I'm miserable. I'm broke. And like, you just kind of don't know what to say to them. <laughs> right. But then there's the person that says, you know, I went through this this crap that happened and I turned it all around and now I do this, that's motivating. Exactly. And it's it's not complaining and people are interested in that. What would your advice be for somebody who might be at their low point right now mm-hmm. and wondering, maybe they're listening to this and they're wondering, what in the world do I do? I'm, I'm like, I can't get out of this hole that I've dug for myself. What, what yeah. would you suggest? Well, first know that rock bottom is not a bad place. It's actually a new beginning. And it's the perfect, it's, there's that quote, you know, rock bottom is the perfect place to rebuild. Right. And, and I wholeheartedly believe that. So you can, you got to look at what's the lesson in this and what's the opportunity. You may not make sense right now, but it will later. So know that first. And what I did, the truth of what I did was I sat down one day and I made a vision board. I, I made a vision board of what in my dream world I'd want my life to look like. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't filter it. I just picked things out that I thought would make sense for my life. You know, what would I want? What would my fantasy be? And then I I would stare at that every day and I would make this rule, you know, what can I add every single day to my life? Not what do I need to avoid or take away? What can I add every single day, even if it's small, that's going to help get me closer to my dreams and my goals? Right. You know, what is that? Is it, can you go, you know, walk a little bit more? Can you have some quiet time to meditate? Can you go, what can, what can you do? Can you, if you have a dream of launching a business, could you do a little bit of research on that? Like, what can you do every day just to get you a little bit towards those goals and, and just focus on those things? And that's something I, I want to do, make myself a vision board. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, your journey from that rock bottom to now, have you ever spent time reflecting back on those lessons that you learned? Did it just kind of come naturally or when was that point of reflection? You know, I I reflect on it all the time. I mean, I've definitely, I've changed personally. I don't judge people's situations anymore Mm -hmm. because you just don't know. What has not changed with me is I've probably gotten harsher on the being accountable thing because I really do believe you can't, you just can't be a victim. You can't stay in victim mentality or nothing will change. Right. Really the first true step is you have to be accountable and recognize your role and how you got to where you are because I could have all I wanted said, oh, my husband or the stock market or the, the, I could have blamed a million things, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't going to help change my life. I had to take my 
ownership in what I did to get myself there. How right. did, what did I do different and wrong? And I had to accept it and then I had to fix it. So I really believe in being accountable and I still, you know, to this day, I'm accountable for everything. I mean, anything that goes wrong or not going quite my way, I, I don't blame others. It's always what was my role in this? Right. How did I? And because that's all you can control is your own role in things. So I reflect all the time remembering that. And and I, I don't take well to excuses because, and some people think I'm harsh. Some people like that. But, you know, my motto is excuses or solutions you decide because I don't do well with that victim mentality. And I can't stand the people that say, woe is me, and they don't want to do anything about it. Right. It's really, if you want to say, woe is me, I'll be compassionate, but I'm going to say, what are you going to do about it? Because that's the kind of person I want to support and help, not the woe is me and nothing's working for me. Right. Would you suggest someone get an accountability partner? I don't know that I would say that. I would say I would surround yourself with mentors and people with the right mindset first. Yep. And that doesn't have to be in person. That could be podcasts. It could be magazine articles. It could be internet research. It could be Facebook groups. You know, you could be a student to anyone you want to be without ever meeting them. All successful, positive people leave trails. They all do. There's information on all of them of where they started and they have lessons that they've shared. So to me, I would say surround yourself with that and just make less room for the negative. I love that. What's a great personal habit that you have right now that helps you be productive and authentic and accountable and all the things that you've shared with us today? A great personal habit. Um, I put my needs first. That sounds really funny, but <laughs> I do. Like I don't, my workout and my time alone and my time recovering or whatever I need, my downtime is just as important as anything else because I can't be fully focused and present with people I care about or fully present and focused on my business if I don't allow that time for myself. So I'm really regimented with that. Very it's good. on my calendar. It's in my schedule. I treat it like I would anything else. Good. Everybody needs that time. And then finally, what's one thing that has you really excited about your business right now? My, there's so much that's exciting about my business because I, my goal is to reach more and more people and do it in a meaningful way that actually can help empower others. So I've got a lot of exciting things going on, but I think my biggest, uh, most exciting thing is that I just launched my brand new DVD series, which allows me to reach more people. And then, and I have a book um, that will be launching spring 2016 that I'm really excited about. And that will, I want to get my message out more to the masses about empowering themselves and unprocessing their diet and their life. Oh, so. great. So then the DVD series is about what? If the fitness um, or what? Yeah, it, it falls, it's all fitness. That part's fitness, but it uh -huh. all goes into my excuses or solutions. It's all home workouts. People could do at home with their own body weight in little amount of time. So I, I always try to find those solutions for excuses. I'm excited that I had those together because there's only so much I can do on social media for people. Right. And those DVDs really allow people to, you know, transform their bodies in their own home on their own time. Absolutely. And your book, can you give us a sneak overview of what that's going to be about? It really will be about balancing it all and making, you know, I'm processing your life and your diet. And I'm super excited about that. I've got a, a lot of work on this, but it's spring 2016. It, it'll be here. And fabulous. I'm excited about that. Wonderful. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for sharing your inspiration and your advice to us. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Great information from Natalie Jill. Very inspiring. 
Now, at the end of each episode, I peek into the Life Story Toolkit and share information on one particular tool that you might consider using if you're writing or would like to start writing about your life. The Life Story Toolkit is sponsored by lifestorytelling.com, where you can find your life theme, discover where to start writing, and craft your life into a compelling story. This episode's Life Story Toolkit features an activity. If you have a transformation or would like to discover your life story, the place to begin is with your life theme. You definitely have a story to tell, but it may not be the one that you think. Here's an exercise that you can do. Get out a pencil and paper or start a document on your computer and label it landmarks. Now, I want you to think back through your life and make a list of landmarks, could be both good and bad, that you've had in your life. You can start with, I was born. Try to get at least 10 landmarks. Things that were important turning points, things that affected you, things that were pivotal in your life. Now, make a separate list, and this list is of conflicts you've had in your life, such as kids versus career, money versus spirituality, etc. Make your list as long as you can, 10 items if possible. Now, make a third list, a list of the desires you've had in your life. Again, 10 if possible. These may be things like the desire to be recognized, the desire for a spouse, Anything you've longed for and either already have or haven't yet received. You might want to take some time on these. When you're ready, compare the lists. Are there any commonalities between them? Do you see some crossovers? There's your life theme. At least one of them. There's where you start writing your story. This exercise profoundly affected me when I discovered my life theme. I didn't like it but I wrote about it. And because I became aware of it, I was able to change my life theme. Go to today's show notes page at writeofyourlife.com. I'll place a link there and you can see my results. Well, that's all we have for today. I'd like to thank Natalie Jill for sharing her story. I hope this episode inspires you to share your own rock bottom story. Show notes, free downloads, and all the links mentioned today are at rightofyourlife.com slash Natalie Jill. If you like this podcast, please share it with someone who has an interesting story or who enjoys listening to interesting stories. We'd love your comments, so head over to rightofyourlife.com and tell us what you think. To be notified of future episodes, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your app of choice. Of course, we're also on Pinterest, Facebook, and just about anywhere you can hold a great conversation. My handle is Right of Your Life. This show is put together by consulting producer Nick Jaworski at podcastmonster.com and myself, Stacy Curtis. We hope that today you have the right of your life. <music>